What if everything you knew about heaven and hell was a lie? What if your soul was just harvested for its energy, its etheria? What if you were just cannon fodder in an endless battle between heaven and hell, angels and demons, darkness and light, two sides of the same corrupt coin? But most importantly, what would you risk to save your soul? This is the School of the Dead. I'm Andrew Seco, and I will be your host and your teacher, and I am going to try to bring Court of the Dead to you in plain language. Our main textbook will be the Chronicle of the Court of the Dead, but any other supplementary materials will be linked or noted in some way or another. Death, the Alltaker, created in the underworld, created alone. Forced by the cruel hands of the celestial realm, meaning heaven and hell, to collect mortal souls. But instead of housing them as prize or punishment for your mortal deeds as many mortals believe to be true, heaven and hell simply use the energy from the soul. That energy is called Etheria, and Etheria is what fuels their endless war. That's right, heaven and hell have been at war longer than anyone can remember. Angels are beings of light and order, demons are beings of darkness and chaos. They are diametrically opposed, imbalanced, and fated to fight for eternity. And were it only them, death wouldn't be bothered. But their war requires fuel, and a fuel that only death has access to. Mortal souls. Let's take a closer look at a map. Here is the celestial realm, comprised of heaven and hell, ever at war, ever in turmoil. Then, on the other side of the Veil of Dreams rests the Underworld, vast, expansive, and ever-changing. Across the Veil of Shadows is the mortal realm and Earth, from where all mortal souls originate. Surrounding everything is the realm of true spirit, which is a lesson for another time. Few skilled and powerful beings can travel through the Veils, let alone both, for they're both terrible in their own ways. but. Ultimately, this means that Celestials are cut off from the mortal realm. They're cut off from Etheria, and so, while their war rages on, the Celestials agree upon one point. That their ire and their forces will all turn towards Death himself unless he collects the Etheria for them. And so, Death went to the mortal realm to collect. Death's experience is best summed up in Death's First Harvest, a comic book that you can read at this link, but I'm going to try and summarize it for you. Death went to the mortal realm at its very beginning, before Death had claimed anyone. And he expected to find something terrible, awful, extreme, like the angels and the demons themselves. But instead of finding barbarism and cruelty as he expected, he found something else entirely. He found that Etheria had found a form of balance within the mortals, not entirely orderly, not entirely chaotic. Not a perfect balance, but a balance nonetheless. And so, as he watched the mortals, he grew to care for them, love them, and it became very clear that after a time, he would do anything to protect them. So Death had to make a plan. He knew he could do nothing against the tyrannical forces of the celestial realm. 
He would have to be slow, he would have to be methodical, and he would have to rebel. The only way that mortals and death himself could find some semblance of balance, peace, freedom, was to overthrow the celestial oppressors. A rebellion against the angels and demons. Death was wise, and he knew that he could not succeed alone. He had much to learn about himself and his nature. He had much to plan for his rebellion to succeed. He needed others, and so he pulled aspects from himself, and he made unique individuals. Full beings with desires and intentions. A being of ambition. A being of reason. A being of imagination, dedication, justice, and more. The Alltaker assembled co-conspirators from across the realms, remaking them and ultimately forming the Court of the Dead. This council would assist the Alltaker in his plan. And while the court has evolved over a time, as allegiances change and children fall away, the Court of the Dead still stands. So what is the Court of the Dead? An assembly of rebels dedicated to toppling the corrupt powers that be. A complicated political allegiance focused around the Alltaker's plan. A plan to restore balance in the universe and freedom to all our mortal souls. And so, with each aspect acting to balance and bolster the underworld, the Court of the Dead began to build a city. Some beings were given life to help Death collect the souls because he needed to collect faster. Not only were the celestial oppressors becoming more greedy over time, Death needed more for himself. He would take the strongest souls, beings with the brightest of Etheria, the strongest of wills, the resolve to fight and take them for his growing army, for his rebellion. As more souls came in, the underworld grew into a city called Ilvernus. The Court of the Dead oversees this city and tends to its matters. Every citizen of the underworld is called a mourner, and each mourner knows what is to come. A rebellion, a call to action. Each of Death's children is unwavering in what they represent and what they stand for. Naturally, some of these ideals align more closely while others clash. None of these philosophies or personalities inherently are opposing. It's simply that some mourners flock together. In time, three factions were formed. Three philosophies, personalities, and groups. These philosophies lended themselves to different interactions with the world around them, and not only leading to a difference in role, but a difference in experiments and knowledge of Etheria itself. There are three factions, bone, flesh, and spirit. The faction of bone is one of order, law, and structure. They are architectural, provide support, but they are slow to change and often quite rigid, logical to a fault. They study osteomancy, reality-altering alchemy, and the precise alteration and calculation of Etheria that allows for certain physical manipulation of the world around them. They are builders and architects in the world. Masters of osteomancy can use it to predict possible futures and build fortresses with bone-like structures. The faction of flesh is a faction of chaos, creation, and change. They live to experience and they do not apologize for what they think, feel, or are. They adapt. Inconsistent at worst ever-present in the moment. And they do not deal in mathematical outcomes like osteomancy. No, they deal with necromancy, the art to control flesh, manipulating ethereal imbued tissue. The more adepts change their forms frequently, 
the most adept change other forms and breathe life into new and experimental creatures. The faction of spirit is wise, whimsical, and wild, ever philosophical, sometimes to the point of inaction. Many of them drift far too closely to the realm of true spirit, yet they are the most attuned with it. Those who follow the discipline of spirit are able to practice spirit mandarin, the ability to manipulate the fabric of the universe itself, like manipulating the mortal realm and even creating portals within the underworld. Most of all, it means having a deeper connection to the realm of true spirit. Many go mad attempting to attune themselves to the realm, but those who control themselves and their emotions are able to do unimaginable things. Most mourners are drawn to one of these factions, and while there are definitely politics between each of the three factions, we'll touch on that another time. For today, know that the Court of the Dead has representation from all three factions. Each faction contributes to the Alltaker's plan, and only with all three factions acting in unison, as one whole, as one underworld united, can they rise, conquer, and rule. That is a lot to process, so if you have any questions at all, ask us. Ask me. You can check our Instagram story, and we've got a little place for you to input your questions or just comment on any of our posts, which we'll respond to. And later this week, we'll answer your questions directly, and we'll even have some pop quizzes. And now I have a question for you. What faction do you think you are, and why? And if you're not sure, make sure you go to courtofthedead.com forward slash quiz and you can take the faction quiz yourself and find out. Thank you so much for watching the first episode of School of the Dead. Make sure you tune in next week for a discussion of the leader of the faction of flesh, Queen Gethsemane. Now go mortals, rise, conquer, rule. <laughs>